Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. AI would be able to look across that breadth and therefore pick out patterns of behavior, okay? And therefore be able to predict what the customer is thinking and feeling like. And because it's a self-learning machine, it learns all the time. And therefore will be able to be used to produce proactive experiences going on. The idea is that we have memories that are subconscious and memories that are conscious. So we've, we've got ideas that rise to the surface and we're aware of them. And then we've got things that are below the surface that still might influence us. I mean, if you get super excited about this and want to keep prattling on, then by the time the podcast ends, I could wish you a happy new year, <laughs> depending on how long it goes. I think you're right there. I could actually do that. Because, <laughs> oh, I, I know. Say, <laughs> well, Colin, happy end of the year. Thank you. If we can coin a new greeting for people. Yes. Why not? Let's 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 coin away. Yeah. We are branding experts, you and I. Um, <laughs> so we we thought that as the year wraps up, uh, it might be nice to just kind of have a chat about what we've learned or or anything that we we feel like has been important to us. This this may be a little off topic in terms of customer experience, although you know to the extent that everything is customer experience, I think maybe we can still learn something from it. You'll be glad to know that mine's on topic. Oh, good. Well, mine is not, so... Oh, right. Okay, that would make it even more interesting then, wouldn't it? At least one of us is on brand then, and one of us is not. Right. Well, do you want to go first then, if it's uh, if you're, you're the one who actually has nothing relevant to say? That way people can shut it off by the time they're <laughs> Absolutely. As they typically do, I'm sure. So the biggest thing I think I've learned this year is... And this, I guess, has been a sort of a gradual process of me realizing the importance of this over the last few years, but this has really come to a hold this year, which is this whole area that we've discussed on a number of occasions, which is about customer memory. So just the understanding. So we've talked a lot about our peak end role. That's always been one of my, my favorite things. So again, for people that haven't listened to the podcast, we've talked about this a couple of times, but peak end rule is basically saying that what people remember from an experience, this is Daniel Kahneman, his work, what people remember from an experience is they remember the peak emotion they felt, they remember the end emotion they felt, and you know that helps form a, a memory. But the, the other part of it that I've sort of really started to get into was your analogy around the fishing net. Mm. Do you want to tell people of that analogy around the fishing net? Sure, sure. So the idea is that we have memories that are subconscious and memories that are conscious. So we've we've got ideas that 
rise to the surface and we're aware of them. And then we've got things that are below the surface that still might influence us. And that these memories are connected into a network structure. So as you activate one idea, the ideas that are close to it in that structure are also activated. So the metaphor is imagine a fishing net that's kind of laid out on the floor and now it's subconscious. It's existing somewhere in the recesses of your mind, but you're not aware of it. As you activate some idea, it's like pinching one of the nets in the fishing net and pulling it up to where it comes above the surface and you're aware of it. But you've now also pulled up all the other knots that are close to that net and you've made them a little bit more active and some of them might rise to the level of consciousness also. So by activating any particular idea, you're activating a network of ideas and you're kind of bringing them all up and making them a little bit more activated. Yeah, so that whole concept, which I love, made me start to think about artificial intelligence and made me start to realize that... Is this because you just are constantly thinking about robots no matter what the topic <laughs> is? That's right. I'm a Trekkie. Hey, Colin, you want to have lunch? It's funny that you mention robots, Ryan. <laughs> So when you start to talk about the, that sort of fishing net concept, you basically start to realize that there are lots of things that are associated. So you start to talk about, for me, I've started to think about things like as in a memory map, okay? And therefore, within that memory map, you've got different experiences that the customer may have had with you. So they contact the contact center, they come through to your live chat, they say something on social media, you know, and that all builds that map up. But the real interesting bit for me is building on all of that, but how do you understand that, okay? And that's the challenge that businesses have. And I think the answer is AI, basically, artificial intelligence. Because AI would be able to look across that breadth and therefore pick out patterns of behavior, okay? And therefore be able to predict what the customer is thinking and feeling like. And because it's a self-learning machine, it learns all the time. And therefore will be able to be used to produce proactive experiences going on so here's the danger mate i'm going to rattle on about this for four hours because i actually genuinely find this really interesting and i really think that there's you know i could make an argument for example that journey mapping is dead okay actually what people should be focusing on is is memory maps not journey maps yeah and they should be focusing on those things. And and if you think of that AI that, you know, there's, in, and I've been chatting and reading up on a load of stuff on AI this year. If you think about AI, there's a danger for organizations in two respects, I think. One is that it's garbage in, garbage out. So if you don't collect the right data, you won't be able to predict the experience. So if you don't collect any data on how a customer feels, and you don't therefore load that into AI, then it doesn't take account of it. Therefore, the results you get are not going to include that, which I think would be a huge mistake. Yeah, my, my limited experience with big data and interfacing with people who do that, oftentimes it's a question of, well, what data do we have? All right, let's see what we can do with that, as opposed to what question are we trying to answer? And can we get the data that we need to answer that question and apply these tools to it? 
Yes, yes, no, absolutely. And the, the second part then is, even if you got the right data and you know the question, interpreting the data when it comes out to be able to understand all the stuff that we talk about on these podcasts, I think is a whole skill set and a whole issue around people's knowledge, understanding, et cetera, et cetera. So as you can tell, I get quite excited about this. But to answer the question, you know, what's the biggest thing I've learned this year? It is the importance of customer memory and how AI is going to play a really important part in customer experience going forward. So there you go. That's my answer. That's a good one. I mean, if you get super excited about this and want to keep prattling on, then by the time the podcast ends, I could wish you a happy new year, (laughs) depending on how long it goes. I think you're right there. Yeah. Well, the problem is, mate, I could actually do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shut up at this point. There are various things you're excited about. Memories one, AI is one. If we if we start to like pile several of these topics together, like I think we could just let you go. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So what what's your what's the biggest thing that you've learned this year? So mine's a little bit more personal. I think it maybe is still relevant to people who work in this space, but mine's been more about kind of personal time management. So I like to think of myself as someone who works hard in my career and devotes a lot of time to it. And then also, you know, I've got a a family, young family that I try to devote time to. Early in this year, I did almost kind of a a personal time audit, just kind of looking back and seeing how I've been devoting my time to the various aspects of my life. And it it was kind of a shocking exercise that I was ending up devoting just way more time to certain aspects of my career. And and that forced me to neglect other aspects of my career. And then I was kind of forced into hard trade-offs that I didn't want to make around my personal life. And just being armed with that information was really valuable and freeing to me. And it, it allowed me to figure out what I could do to improve and improve my own happiness. And, and as a part of this process, I was even able to, you know, make commitments to myself about spending time on hobbies and, and self-care and things that I had been neglecting in the midst of all of this mindless meeting deadlines day to day, as opposed to having a larger strategy for what I was doing with my time. You flattered me by by including the fishing net metaphor in, in one of your big end of year insights. I'll, I'll flatter you by pointing out that a year ago and around this time, Colin, you and, and your wife went on kind of a big anniversary, birthday, vacation. We did. And it was this this kind of big epic adventure. And, and you just, you signed off and you said, you know what, uh, this is something we've been planning for a long time. And you work harder than anybody. You, you just are, are constantly this endless source of energy and, and working on a million different things at once. And to observe from a distance, Colin Shaw just disconnecting and saying, nope, this is what needs to happen. Yep. And watching you come back, you know, even more energized and, and refreshed. It was a great lesson for me and, and helped me in kind of this discovery journey that I've been doing myself. So, so for example, for the last several months, I carve out time each week and go and spend in my wood shop and chop things up and glue them back together. And my kids come out and spend time with me when I'm doing that. And it's just, it's been great. And I, I feel like dedicating that time has made me more efficient in other areas of my life. Sure, I bet, I bet. 
Let Beyond Philosophy help you discover what your customers really want, not what they say they want, by uncovering the hidden drivers of value in your customer experience to create real ROI. Contact Beyond Philosophy by going to beyondphilosophy.com slash contact. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash contact. The whole area of, I find fascinating when you do look at your diary or your calendar, because somebody wise once said to me, you are your calendar, you know? And I thought, yeah, you know, and we've said this many times on this podcast, you know, there's a difference between what people say and what people do. And when you look at your calendar and you look what you've actually done, not what you said or you think that you're going to do, it can be quite shocking. I mean, some of it goes into the topics we've talked about around, you know, peak end rule and, and the way people remember experiences. But we, we don't remember experiences precisely. And so even though we're living through it day to day, it can be kind of a mystery to us unless we step back and try to look at it as a whole. And and so, yeah, performing that kind of calendar audit and seeing what was going on, it was really informative, and a little shocking. Sure. Well, it also just makes you go, you know, what's life about, basically? So when Lorraine and I went off for two months to Australia and New Zealand, it's the longest holiday I've ever been on, vacation I've ever been on. And I have to say it was it was an interesting challenge as, as well because, you know, you suddenly get disconnected and get withdrawal symptoms and everything else. But I'm sure people find this about vacations and stuff. But it's surprising when you, you go away and you think you've got all these problems and then you, you come back and you go, what were those problems that I had? I can't remember what those problems were. Right, exactly. And importantly, you know, that those of us that you left behind here, like I mean, speaking for myself, I didn't miss you at all. So <laughs> I was fine. Yeah, the fact that I had to work 24 hours a day <laughs> and didn't have any sleep recording podcasts because the listeners will know that when I was away for two months that the podcast still come out. That's right. We banked a bunch so that there was no gap in service. We cared about that customer experience. So what was the biggest surprise from your calendar view? Was it you're spending too much time at work? Was it that you're, what was it? So, I mean, without getting into too many specific details, essentially like my job consists of several different components. So there's the teaching, there's the research, there's the service, there's uh, as many jobs do. And I knew that I'd been spending a little bit more time in one area than in others. And I was kind of frustrated by some progress that I was not making in certain areas that I felt like I should be. And it wasn't until I sat down and kind of, you know, audited those calendars that I realized, oh, no, I've been spending way more time in certain parts of the job than in other parts of the job. And and once I saw that, it was like, oh, well, of, of course, this is what was going on. Of course, this is the cause of this problem that I was trying to solve. And it wasn't until I'd taken a step back and looked at it, it was kind of a mystery to me until I did that. I didn't understand why things were working out the way they were. And once I, I saw it, I was like, oh, well, it's all here in black and white. Of course, this is what's going on. And it wasn't that hard of a fix once I knew it, but until I looked at it. But for anybody wanting to do that, isn't part of the context having a picture of what you want to be doing in five or 10 years time? Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you know, what's that phrase? It's something like, it doesn't matter which road I take because they will all lead somewhere. 
In other words, if you don't know the direction you go in, then how do you know if you're in your context? If you don't know the direction you go in, how in the hell do you know if you're spending too much time on one aspect of your business than another? Because actually, it doesn't make any difference because you don't know where you're going, basically. I don't know if this was the quote you were going for, but I think in Alice in Wonderland, the Cheshire Cat says, That's the one. It doesn't matter which road you take if you don't know where you're going. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. So clearly, you've been spending more time reading children's books. Sure. Let's say that it's reading and not watching cartoons. Yeah, let's say that I was reading classic English literature. That's what I was doing. Yeah. I thought you were going to quote Scooby-Doo at me or something like that. (laughs) Zoinks. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Scooby said very many quality, (laughs) quotable things. Zoinks. Yes, I remember that. Okay, so let's carry on with our usual structure of going, so what's the outtake? What's the advice we would give the listener? I mean, if we were to to tie this into the rest of the topics on the podcast, you know, we've talked about customer experience from a number of different angles. We had a podcast where we talked about applying customer experience tools to your employees, treat your employees' experience as a customer experience to be managed. I guess I would argue that you could apply these same tools to yourself, like, what is your life experience and are you maximizing that experience for yourself? Are you looking at these hidden drivers? And in my case, it was time management and figuring out kind of optimizing that time. And that has improved my experience dramatically over the last year. So are you, are you focused on your own experience as well? That, that would be my bit of advice, my bit of so what. Yeah. And as we come up to the end of the year and we start New Year's resolutions, you know, for me, one of the, the things I get surprised at is people don't have a view of what they want to be doing in five years' time. Because if you don't have a view of where you want to be in five years' time, then you could be doing anything now, yeah? And therefore, for me, making a New Year's resolution that says, I'm going to determine what it is I want to do in five years' time, because then that helps me turn around and go, these are the things that I therefore need to do to achieve that. These are the things that I need to do to link up to that. You can tell that my kids used to hate me as a dad when I used to sit down and talk to them. I still do actually sit down and ask them these these questions. What their five-year plan is? And they said, well... Yeah, I do. I do. What's the five-year plan? I famously used to ask my daughter's boyfriends, what's their five-year plan? (laughs) This was when they were 13. (laughs) I was going to say, was your kid's typical response to the the five-year plan question, well, in five years, dad, I'd like to be in sixth grade? (laughs) Yes, that's it, yeah. But from my side of things, from a sort of that that customer experience side or from the, the, the biggest thing I learned about sort of memory and AI, I really, really, really think that this whole area of memory is fascinating. And, and I think the opportunity that AI is going to be able to afford us, and we're only at the foothills. I mean, I have to say, there's a lot of companies out there that talk about AI. And when I look at it, I think, Actually, you're not doing AI. That's not sort of true AI. I mean, you just stuck a label it's on an it. Overused term. Yeah, but I think that that whole area of memory and AI and the linkage and therefore being able to use AI to predict how customers are feeling and design a new experience is fascinating. And if anybody wants to talk to me about it, 
I'm happy to wax lyrical about it because it's just a fascinating area and makes me think about it even more. So anyway, happy new year, everybody. Thank you very much for for listening to the podcast. If you've got any suggestions of what we could do to improve this year, then please let us know. If you can put a review, that also helps. But on a serious note, we both want to thank you for listening in. It really makes it worthwhile when we see the the numbers as they have been going up tremendously. It really makes us sit down and realise that this is worthwhile. And in fact, it must have been worthwhile because Ryan's still doing these. So thank you for that, Ryan, as well. That's true. As we established, I now have options. <laughs> I could go out to my woodshop instead. I'm here. No, it, it is very gratifying. And we are we're very grateful for those who are sticking with us and, and learning along with us. Good. Okay. So don't be a stranger. And we'll talk to you in 2020. My goodness. 2020. 20, I guess we're taking a hi- hiatus for 10,000 years. Okay. 2020. Maybe that's just the way. I 2020. Okay. Yeah, 2020. Right. I'm going to go back to the eggnog. I've clearly had too much. Is this your, your robot fascination again? <laughs> Colin's going to live forever in, the, in a metal body. He will 20, still be podcasting in the year 20,000. 20,020. That's got some time away, actually, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happy New Year, everyone. Bye. This has been The Intuitive Customer with Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton. But it doesn't end here. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast to find all of our shows, access free tools and resources, and subscribe, won't you? That way you'll never miss a show. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast. And we'll talk with you next time on The Intuitive Customer.